team, come on up. Let me grab microphones. Here, we got two mics, so y'all can pass those around. Should be enough for everybody, right? All right, let's see. Y'all got to hurry up and take your time. What I'd like to do uh, Check. is we have a lot, of, a lot of great stories. I've already heard some of them, so I'm trying not to take too much time. But as much as we can, you know, just what, what you guys saw and what you experienced and, and kind of everybody kind of go around. All right, let me take three and a half minutes and talk about <laughs> too, uh, much. too much division. Um, let me just speak quickly to the, uh, the suitcase project. The, the project this year was to, um, let, me, let me back it up. Um, our, our friend Kim, Pastor Kim down there, she said, um, whenever we come down there, we usually stimulate them to think of something to give us to do, something that's in their heart that suddenly they've got hands and ability to do something. It's been on their heart for a while to, to have a soccer team. Now, context is La Lopez, the, the neighborhood that you saw most of those pictures of, is a, a very run-down, impoverished neighborhood, pretty obviously. It's actually one of the worst neighborhoods in, in the city, which Honduras being one of the most poor countries in, in the Western Hemisphere makes it probably one of the worst places to live. Um, and the story of how we got in there was for another day, but basically a guy that came with our team on a previous um, um, visit to high schools and stuff, trip, previous trip, uh, said, can you come and minister in my neighborhood. So that's how we got our foot in the door and it became a beachhead for us to begin to try to love that community and change the destinies of those kids. In fact, the, the place we minister is called the Dream Center because we're trying to get vision into the eyes of these kids. If you ask them, for early on they said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And the kids, are, like the girls would go, well, I don't know. I think maybe I want to be a maid like my mom, maybe with a better accent. <laughs> or if you ask, which is fine. I mean, but there's, there's vision for, for other things. And you ask a, a, a guy, and he would say, well, um, I think maybe I'll, I'll be like a janitor, like my dad, you know. And so they've been endeavoring to give these kids a vision of what they can be. And, uh, and one of those things, and of course they're working on their identity in Christ and teaching them how much God loves them and personally values them and wants to intervene in their life and bless them and help them. But one of the projects was, you know, everybody's crazy about soccer down there. And they thought, wouldn't it be great if we had a soccer team? Not for the purposes of just having a soccer team, but for the product of identity that it gives them. And so um, they, they gave us a project of trying to go out and, and get soccer cleats. Many of you contributed towards that, so thank you very, very much. Um, we were able to bring a lot, a lot of, I still got a minute and a half. We were able to bring a lot of soccer cleats down there for these kids. And also they ordered and we transported uh, those nice red uniforms and we bought socks. So we were able to come down there. You saw the eyes of those kids when they came in the room and saw the socks and the shoes and the uniforms. Total transformation. You go from being a poor kid in a poor neighborhood to I'm part of a team. I look good. We look good. Um, we, uh, we went Wednesday on a yellow school bus about a ma uh, an hour and a half away across the river to play another team in another city. Many of them, it might have been the first time on a school bus. Um, they actually lost the game pretty badly, like six to one or something. Um, but driving back, they, they carried on. You thought they would have won, like won a championship. There's, there's, there's a value, a self-esteem that God wants to place in them, both, those, both in just a practical 
um, emotional sense, but also in a spiritual sense. And so we're just trying to get these guys. So one of their trips was they took them to a call center and gave them a tour of that office, and they saw what was going on there, um, bilingual people doing call centers. Those guys that call you on the phone when you don't pay your bills. I think they did in Honduras. Um, had lunch in the cafeteria, rode an elevator the first time. And so some of them are saying, you know, I'm going to learn English. Um, I'm going to work in a call center or, you know, I'm going to be a businessman. There's, there's a lifting. So if we, if we can change the face of these kids and we also go and visit their families, if we can touch those families, if we can touch that neighborhood, we can touch that nation. You know, God's, uh, there's a team photo you saw up there. I, I look at that sometimes and, and really get emotional because you think 20 years from now, if we look back at this photo, how many of these guys are we going to pick up? pick out as people that have gone forward in God and been fathers of good families and businessmen and producers and encouragers or pastors, you know, we're, we're literally contending with darkness and shining light and changing destinies. Um, so thank you for all that contributed towards that project, the one-way suitcases with the, with the shoes and all that. It was a tremendous impact, not just a team thing. It was a spiritual thing and a love thing. And so we're grateful for that. Next. Well, uh, let's see here. There's a lot of good highlights for me on this trip, but the biggest highlight for me would have to be the food. I mean, it was it was incredible. The fruit down there is, I, I mean, it is amazing. I mean, you want to talk you want to talk about bearing fruit? I was doing it. But anyway, no, but uh, I don't know how many of y'all I don't know how how many of y'all have um, ever seen Father of Lights. Um, it's a great movie. This 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 trip was kind of like watching that, but seeing everything in first hand. Um, you know, because whenever I first saw uh, Father of Lights, it really revealed to me God's God's heart for people, and this was like that. But again, it was just seeing everything firsthand. I mean, um, a couple months ago, before I came on, before I you know, whenever we were kind of doing all the uh, prep work. Um, I kind of had a good idea to kind of, you know, to gather up souls from the shoe hospital. It's a place where, you know, I used to work. And Ms. Turner was telling me that there's a man down there who does shoe repair work down there. And so, you know, by the time I get down there and bring it to them, um, it came about that a week ago before, I, before you know, we showed up that a guy came and stole every, um, every, everything from him. I mean, just took everything and then... A week later, I mean, here I come, bringing in souls and helping him rebuild his his uh, his uh, his business. You know, so it was pretty it was pretty crazy. I mean, just the way how the Holy Spirit really pre prepared all that for me to just walk in there and just help him. You know, but um, again, just seeing God's heart for people on this trip. I mean, I saw, I mean, there was people getting saved that that just that just came up to us and was just like, hey, you know, I don't I don't I don't know Jesus and I want to. You know, so, I mean, and again, I saw people get healed, and just, you know, just me seeing God's kingdom, you know, just being built down there, just a spiritual, a spiritual kingdom, I mean, it's really, it just made a really big, you know, um, impact on me, and again, just, you know, I walk away from this, I mean, I want to go back next year, and the year after that, and the year after that, (laughs) I want to go, I want to see this more and more, I want to see God's kingdom explode down there, and it's really, really exciting, so. Okay, I guess I'll go because I have a microphone as well. Um, <laughs> uh, no, this trip was really, really good. They're always really good. Um, this one in particular for me was really, um, really good personally. Um, 
typically we have larger groups go, um, but, you know, it was just God knowing, you know, if we had a larger group, there were some situations that we were in which would have been really complicated with more than six people. So, you know, he, he always knows what he's doing. So the main, the main thing I got out of this um, was just, you know, trusting God because he, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> Sometimes we like to plan and think we know what we're going to do today. We're going to do this, and we're going to pray to these people. And he's just like, nah, you'll just do this instead, and I'll just make this happen without anything happening, and you're just going to, you know, get the revelation that he's really good, and we can really, really trust in him. And when we get that, it's, it really just gives you some peace that doesn't make sense, but it doesn't have to. That's, that's the best part. We can just trust in God, and yeah, he's just so good. And just time after time this trip, he showed that um, in different ways. Um, like Brian said, there were some, some healings and some other stuff that went down, and it was all simple stuff. We didn't have to conjure up any crazy prayer to get God to do something. He's just like, you know what? You guys are just resting in my love, and here's a little little wink, a little wink of healing, a little wink of something else, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> no, but it was, it was an awesome trip. Um, love these guys. It was really good hanging out with them and getting to know them a little better as well. Um, hoping I can go next year, but I think there's going to be too many spots. <laughs> there are not enough spots because everybody's going to go next year, so we'll, we'll see. But, yeah, it was really good. Thankful for it going again, so. This is dangerous. Um, <laughs> the the video really did sum up our week. The that scripture at the end too is just so true of Honduras. I noticed this time that all the children had shoes um, at the Dream Center. That was remarkable. Uh, when we went to the school, they not only had light fixtures, but the light fixtures were turned on, so there there were lights in the classrooms. Um, they had electricity for that. In fact, I don't think we had an electricity failure. Am I, am I right? It was the first time. This is my third trip. So, um, God is moving in Honduras. He loves all of them. I was surprised to find from, uh, we took a little, we were, we were trying to take a little tour out of town. That kind of got foiled. But I noticed that in the part of town we hadn't been to before, there was some um, Arabic writing on a wall. And I asked my um, interpreter about it, and she said, yes, there's quite an Arabic community in San Pedro. It's a huge city, um, million more, more than a million people. Um, but it, it really, it, it, the Holy Spirit is on the move there, and uh, perhaps some Muslims will get saved too. But they have an international community there. It's not just Hispanic people, Indian people, uh, Muslim people. And I was impressed by that. I, I thought the Lord has really got a lot to do here, not just in La Lopez. Um, although that is a wonderful experience. And, and um, Justin's mention about setting the table before, having our enemies at the table while we eat. Uh, <laughs> you set our table. Um, we were trying to get out of town, and that got foiled, but we went to a mall. Um, uh, Kim was, always gives us kind of like a holiday day in the middle of it all so we can find out why she loves Honduras so much, and um, I loved it. I'm a farm girl, and I went to a three-story mall and got to ride the escalators and eat Dunkin' Donuts. And, <laughs> <laughs> and instead of going out of town, we stayed in the middle of the city, and we got to go to this fancy hotel, the Hilton Princess, and there was a banquet set for us. It, they call it a lunch buffet, but it was a banquet for us, and the chef served and had the best pasta I've ever tasted in my life. And this sounds a little carnal, I guess, but uh, <laughs> Holy Spirit blessed us so much that day. We got to rest, and we got to swim in their pool and relax, and it was just, it was a good day for our missionary, too, for Kim. It was so relaxing, and 
the Holy Spirit just loved on us. I, I appreciate the Lord um, and, and us down there. Um, I look forward to going again. I look forward to uh, what Holy Spirit's doing through City Church and through uh, Grace for Nations down there. Um, I know the Lord's on the move, and uh, we'll, see, we'll see it in the headlines as the Lord moves through Honduras and raises up these young people who love Jesus to lead that country. Mm. And uh, it'll change history. It really will. Yeah. And a little, real quick, a little, oh, I got a mic. I got my little apple mic. A little, uh, a little context, too, about eating in, in the face of your enemies. That day, their plans had kind of been foiled, and uh, there were some enemies, you know, that, that they were dealing with, and that was an impromptu trip. You're going to share that? Okay, sorry, go ahead. Well, well, yeah. you, you share it. You'll share it better than me. Yeah, yeah, Go ahead. This was my second year. This was my second year with this uh, group to Honduras, and um, I could really see the difference. Last year, the Dream Center in La Lopez had just been acquired, and it was only (coughs) maybe months before that that the kids were coming. Um, The whole point was the reason why Kim and Pablo did the Dream Center was because these kids were begging Uh, Yeah, not in school, because they were hungry. So they started providing uh, just cold food, but a a snack for them. And so they were teaching them English. But the kids even last year, one in particular was um, this little boy named Alvi. He was all over the place. I mean, he couldn't focus. He didn't have shoes on and... um, lived in one of the worst houses we visited. Uh, The smell of sewage was just prevalent. Um, Really a bad, bad situation. And, you know, he was just the kid that stood out because even in my mind of ye of little faith, (laughs) excuse me, I really thought last year, you know, this kid, I'm not sure really what, how how can this change him? Um, because it just seemed like there, he was facing a mountain of difficulty in his life. Um, to my surprise and delight this year, he, it was amazing. He had shoes on his feet. Uh, anytime there was any kind of get-together, and on some of the videos you could see, uh, he was front and center with Kim. And he, the, the kids are looking towards him. He has become a leader, and not a leader to, to pull them away to just run around and, and um, not learn. He is, he is hungry. He's, and on the soccer team, um, or the soccer game, on the other team had actually done some things that weren't really very sportsmanlike. Um, but when one of their team fell, Elvie was there helping him up. Um, when the goalie's shoe became untied, uh, he and another boy t- knelt down and tied that boy's shoe. And it was just, it was incredible to me. Um, and in the, we had a big service where the families came. He was front and center, doing all the motions to the songs, up on stage, 
in the middle. He, it's just an amazing thing, the transformation in this little boy's heart. And he just comes up and just hugs you and looks into your eyes. And I just know that the Lord is going to raise him up in this, in this community and in that country. And it was just beautiful to see. Okay, a um, couple of things. I want to share a couple of miracles with you that happened. Um, like Justin's always said, the greatest miracle that we'll ever see is that of a person who was taken out of the kingdom of darkness and taken into the kingdom of Jesus. Uh, because at that moment, you know, you're, of course, we're eternal beings. We're never going to die. And, um, and so when people get healed, we get their, their bodies get healed, and it's fantastic. But unfortunately, at some point, we're all going to die. One out of one person is going to die. You know, great statistics there. However, <laughs> part of the kingdom is healing. Yeah. Part of the kingdom uh, is healing of brokenness, um, healing of bodies, healing of relationships. Um, we went to uh, part of um, Kim. Kim is all about the whole family. So we don't just minister to the children. We go to the homes of the families. Do you need medical care? Do you need food? How can we serve you? One of the families we went to, there were three generations there. And um, uh, we asked them how they were doing. We blessed their home. We talked to them for a few minutes. And then I asked, is there anyone here who is sick that we can pray for? And the little, this little old lady who you see with Eileen in the picture up there came around the corner and she had conjunctivitis in, as a great-great-grandmother in her left eye. And if you've ever dealt with conjunctivitis or any eye issues, you know it's very, very uncomfortable. And her eye was blood red and uh, it was oozing and it was just really nasty. And, of course, she didn't have money to go to clinic. And so we said, well, can we pray for you? And she said, yes. And so I asked Eileen to pray for her, and it was very simple. There was, it was just very simple. And when we got done, uh, we were going to say goodbye, and I just happened to look at the woman one more time, and I was like, holy cow. I said, Brian, do you see her eye? I said, it's milky white. And he was like, oh. He said, we were so excited. You know, can I tell you this? Some people say, well, you know, you shouldn't be excited because you should have faith that God does miracles. Let me tell you what. We never need to lose the wonder of Jesus and the wonderful things that he does because we love him and he loves us. So anyway, still red above the eyelids, still seeping. So Saturday we had the family meeting and the whole family came and they were dressed up and her eye was totally whole. And she was so excited. And, you know, I think of the scripture and it says, your name is like ointment poured forth you know she can't afford she can't afford natural ointment but we were in the moment with her and Jesus was there and it was so beautiful another family we went to the man is diabetic he has trouble with his legs especially having trouble with his knees and can't get around well and he runs a business and his son is the one who was born again in 2014 and led us to La Lopez we went to visit his home and Brian we asked it were there any needs he had? He said, I can't, I don't have any extra movement like this in my knees. I'm just showing you what he was struggling with. And we said, Brian, can you pray for him? And so Brian, Brian prayed for him, laid hands on his knees, and then Kim prayed for him. And when we got done, Kim said, can you do anything that you couldn't do before? And he began to move his knee a little bit. He's like, I've got a little bit of motion here. This is, this is better. And she says, well, how much better? And he said about 75, 80%. Kim prayed again. 
And uh, we loved them, blessed their home, and left. The next day, we talked to Obed, his son. He said, my dad is 100%. Amen. He said his knees, he said he's got full range of motion, and he hasn't, he hasn't been able to go get supplies for his business because of his knees. And now he's able to walk and make a living. Um, and then there were so many other, a beautiful woman who was a prostitute. She was the first one. Carol led her to the Lord in the home. She said, I don't want to live like this anymore. And she didn't have an answer, but we did. And so we prayed with her, and she received Jesus, and she was there Saturday. Um, and then uh, really quickly, um, it's so hard for me to come home. You know, you get home, I was telling Ben today, and you think, what is life? But, but life is here, and there's purpose. So you live in the moment. Anyway, so there's a, there's a protest going on when we arrived. Kim said, don't be, don't be alarmed. There's a protest. There's a, there's a uh, gas is $4 a gallon right now, plus they add a two two fifty tax on top. So you're looking at six six fifty a gallon, a very poor nation. So the taxi service and all the transport, is they can't make a living. They're devastated, actually. So when we get off the plane, all the, all the transport, 18-wheelers, everything's parked on the side of this interstate. Everybody's just not, not driving. And we're in a white bus. So anyway, but the day that we went to the Hotel Princess, the Princess Hilton to enjoy the, 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 the swimming was because we were going up to the lake, which was a two-hour trip. Unfortunately, there was a blockade. And a gentleman came, gentleman came up to us, um, not dressed in nice attire, and ready to not be nice to us. And he said, with a four by four. And he said, I'm going to break your, anyway, he said, he said, where are you going? And our, our driver, Dennis, told him. And he said, well, I'm telling you, he said, if you go down there where the blockade is, they're going to bust all your windows out. And Dennis said, well, we're going to turn around. And Kim was like, that's a good idea. So we turned around. And then we got blockaded again for about 20 minutes because they were burning tires over a bridge and we couldn't pass. And so we prayed, Lord, just make a way where there's no way. And within like five seconds of the prayer, uh, Kim said, we're moving. The police had gotten there, and we were able to flow freely. About a mile down the road, uh, we were stopped again by a group of guys who did not want to be nice to us. And um, they, were, they were yelling and tapping on the windows and trying to open the door. And, of course, they said, um, somos cristianos, we're Christians, we're Christians, we're Christians. And normally, guys, if there's no protest, Honduras is totally chill. We just got a real adventure this time. So anyway, so the guy looked in, and she, he said, we're Christians. And one of our translators has a tattoo right here. And the guy said, Christians don't wear tattoos. <laughs> and we're like, oh, well, yes, they do. <laughs> so, so Kim said, next time we're bringing a Bible with us to shake it at them. So anyway, but, but the cool thing about it was this was the most intense moment. And it was a moment where you, you can see your life happening, but you don't feel like you're in, in, in it. It was almost like an out-of-body experience. And I can tell you, as all the team can, we felt so much peace I mean, you talk, about, you talk about a table spread before you in the presence of your enemies. We, we just felt peace. And the, one of the thugs recognized our driver, and he said, oh, that's Dennis. He's a good guy. Let him go. So they let us go. And it was miraculous. So in three moments, you know, people look at all the bad and go, oh, were you scared? No, God delivered us. Amen. And that's what, we, that's what we, we hold on to. Anyway, it was an amazing trip. Let me just point out, this: you're talking about a city of a million people, okay, a million people. We had just gone about 20 miles out of town, and we're coming back to the outskirts on the other side of the city, and one of these guys in the gang recognized our driver. Hmm. You know. Yeah, and it was a, a friend of somebody from school in the church.
So, but God. And, you know, I don't want to scare anybody off from, from going on our trip next year. Kim and Pablo and their people are wise. They know how to live in that kind of environment. Just like we know how to live here in Mobile. I don't go strolling down Pritchard in the middle of the night. Uh, so we do practice wisdom, but we depend upon the Holy Spirit. There's no safer place to be than smack dab in the middle of God's will. And we certainly were. And so, you know, the Lord, the Lord is my, my shepherd. You know, who, who, whom shall I fear? Um, uh, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Um, so, you know, we encourage you guys to go next year. I don't want to glorify what the devil's doing down there. We're down there to destroy the works of darkness with the power of light. So, you know, in the local vernacular, ain't scared. <laughs> I got Jesus with me. All right. Does anybody else want to add anything? I want to share about the, um, the, yeah. the out- outreach, the teachers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll be brief. Uh, last year, we had a meeting at La Lopez, the little school, which is just a block building. It's, anyway, uh, sweet teachers. We had a meeting with the teachers right after school. And um, I handed out candy at the beginning of the meeting. And then we uh, talked to the, le- to the teachers and encouraged them. And then at the end of the meeting, gave them a little gift. And um, as we were leaving, my translator said, uh, I didn't tell you this at the moment, but there was one teacher who, when you handed out the candy, she said, after all the hell I've been through, you're going to give me just a piece of candy? <laughs> and, and I fell out. I just laughed. I had to laugh. And I prayed for her off and on all year. She's really been on my heart because of that comment. And I wasn't even real sure which teacher it was, but I just prayed for her because I, I, I'm a teacher and I understand how that feels. And um, so this year we met again with the teachers and, um, and we, we spoke to them. We, and uh, at the end, we got in little groups and prayed. And um, Melissa had a word for her for that particular teacher the Lord put it on her heart now through our meeting she'd sat with her arms crossed she was an older lady kind of large and had the reputation of beating the kids with a broomstick from time to time I understand and uh, uh, Melissa did you want to tell the word that you actually had first, for her? well first of all when when um, when God put something on your heart for somebody it may be a scripture it may be a whatever um, a lot of times we think oh this is just me <laughs> whatever. You know, the thing that I learned on this trip is would you just open your mouth and let God fill it? I want to encourage you guys in your life every day as you touch people, as you minister to people, as you hug people, as you share the kindness of Christ, just open your mouth and let God fill it. So there were two other people that had already prayed for her before we ever got there at the end. But um, I said, I'd like to pray for you. And she's like, why do you think you need to pray for me? And she was really sassy and just really bowed up. And uh, so I just got down on my knees. And I looked up at her and I said, well, because I believe that I have a word from God for you. And she said, all right. And so I was, she was just pretty, I was like, oh, Jesus, help me. This better be right. And I just <laughs> told her, I said, you've experienced loss. And you were hurt by people who told you they were Christians. And just began to talk to her about the deep disappointment that she's had. And she just broke and started crying. And after she got through, she said, both of my brothers were murdered. And she said, and when that happened, I blamed God. And so we were able to talk to her and just encourage her and pray with her. And at the end, uh, my husband also came up and encouraged her as well. And at the end, she was smiling. You could just tell the the hope of heaven had touched her life. 
and her countenance was different, and she was smiling, and Kim was like, holy cow, because one of their translators is like totally afraid of her, because they go every Thursday to minister to the teachers. They're building relationship. So um, we saw the power of relationship on this trip like never before. So God is just so good. And when I told my translator that that teacher had gotten saved, she cried, and <laughs> And the translator who translated last year was not there to see it this year. So I told her about it. She cried and was so blessed. Yeah. She, God was serious about reaching this woman. When, when you walked in the room, you could probably see in the video if you slow down. She's on the left-hand side of the room from the perspective of the camera. And she's over there. And there's one of the stills on her, on her page where she's like arms folded, looking this way with her eyes looking as far to the wall, like as, as totally disengaged as she possibly can be. God sent four different people to her with a word that was specific for her. And God sent specific words to other teachers in that room as well. It was really, there was a flow of revelation, a flow of, the, of what we would just call a word of knowledge of just God knows this about you. And I, I've heard one guy, um, Sean Bowles, says that sometimes when God gives you a word from somebody, it's not so much about the information you're giving them as the realization that God knows me. And God loves me enough to send somebody to talk to me. And it blows their mind. And so every time God gave us a word for somebody, in, immediately there was a, an emotional response. Like, oh, my gosh, how, God knows that about me. And so we saw, we saw that um, there, was, there was some private ministry time that we had as a team with, with some of the girls that were translators. And, and God gave words for them. And, and they immediately just, just broke as God demonstrated his love and his awareness of them. You know, you're not alone in this world. God sees you. And that actually was a word that, that kept coming out is God sees you. He says he's never going to leave you. And he delights in you. And you're a lot of them, the third woman, and you're his daughter. And they're like, <laughs> so it was, it was, it was marvelous. Well, I want to say something too, before, uh, the, the word that I got at the beginning of the service was overflow or outpouring. And even as you guys have been talking, I've been thinking about that same word and, and, it reminded me of when you guys came over, or part of the team came over just to visit, uh, came over to the house and visit and tell us about the trip um, and everything and talk about today. And as much as I wanted to preach today, I was like, no, this is this is good timing. You guys need to, to give this word because I really feel like there's a bit of an overflow. Well, in the, in the midst of all that, you guys know I've been going through all my crazy physical things. I had uh, my gallbladder removed and then I had some issues and ended up back at the ER and all this stuff. Well, th those guys came over and, uh, and as we're talking, um, I don't even think about it, but sometimes I hurt, and I guess I express it with my face, and it looks like I hurt. And somebody said, I don't remember if Melissa said Yeah, or did I say it? Maybe I said it out loud. Or no, somebody asked me. They said something. I just said, no, somebody asked. Anyway, they said, your back hurt? And I said, yeah, a little bit. So let's pray for it. And I was like, all right, that's fine. And what I didn't tell them is the whole reason I was in the ER is because my whole side had been radically, like, badly hurt. My back didn't hurt as bad as my side did, but just in that moment, my back hurt. So they came in and just gathered around me, prayed for my back, and immediately it was gone. And, I mean, it surprised me just as much as anybody else. And I completely believe in healing, but it was just a surprise. It was a delight. Um, and at the same time, <laughs> as they're praying for my back, I feel a hand going down my side <laughs> to, my, to, my, to my side right here. And I open my eyes thinking, I hope this is Tracy. I don't know how far they're going to go down. <laughs> Who is this? Rubbing my side. Well, it was Brian. <laughs> and Bri It was completely legit. So, Brian, <laughs> so Brian's hand goes down right here, right where I'm at. Seriously, like right where I'm hurting. And the pain goes away. The, the worst pain, which was on my side, the pain goes away completely. And I'm like, I'm starting to kind of get like, wow, this is, this is odd. <laughs> Wasn't expecting this. I just wanted to talk about the trip. And so there was a bit of an overflow, I think, of, of that healing. Um, and, and what I'm seeing is there, there's, 
my mindset, and maybe many of you guys have thought about, well, um, and this is pretty common within missions, you know, well, why, why do we need to go all the way over there? We have people that we can reach over here. And then even um, I preached a few weeks back about, you know, some rednecks that busted a hole in a roof and dropped a guy down and wanted Jesus to heal him, right? And, and what did Jesus say when the Pharisees began to attack him? Would you rather me say take up your mat and walk or that your sins are forgiven? We've got this idea that it's got to be either or and not both and. Listen, we reach people within ministries here and we reach people over there. It's no different. We see healing in our bodies here and we see radical healing, which is eternal life, on the other side of eternity too. So it's not either or, it's both and. And I feel like there's a bit of an overflow of some of the things that you guys saw over there as far as physical healing goes that may be just refresh to us now. And I say that only because... Uh, Shane, don't mean to put you on the spot, but Shane this morning came to me talking about some of the issues he's having with his feet, and we have a little bit of time if it's okay, and I know we have lots more stories and we can talk more about it, but I really want to pray for Shane if that's okay, and I'd like for you guys to kind of lead that. Is that all right? Sure. This is part of the kingdom of God. This is what we do. So right. I know that God doesn't want Shane to suffer in the way that he does, and he's having some issues with his feet um, and some other issues, and so we want to pray for Shane. I don't know how we can we can just gather around him and pray for him. or And, and listen, Here's, I want you guys to lead it, so you can go ahead and gather around him, but I want anyone else out here that want to lay hands on, on Shane, listen, the Holy Spirit's not limited to us, um, this team, so I'm sure Shane doesn't mind anyone praying for him right now. So if you guys want to gather around Shane, we're going to pray for him right now, um, and we believe the Lord is going to heal him. This is not, a, this is not some gimmick to try to, to try to you know, make us think something, something is different than it is. This is the kingdom of God.